0: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to MedterraCBD.com right now and enter discount code Big MX Radio 15 to save 15% off of Medterra CBD products. This podcast is also brought to you by Verb Moto uh, officially as of next week uh, or last week. Uh, verb moto presenting the big mx radio podcast you need to go there right now sign up for uh, one of their uh, subscription services get involved give back to the the, uh, uh, a group of guys who provided a ton of content for guys like myself and even the guy that's on the line uh, with a lot of uh, entertainment and probably got featured quite a bit on that as well. We'll talk about it, and uh, with us on the line, he is a repeat offender here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. He lapped up to about 5th place, 6th, 4th place this last weekend, and uh, he took home uh, Salt Lake City 1 in the 250 class, and he's only uh, 7 points back in the big championship hunt. For the 250 East title His name is Shane McElrath Shane, Shane how's it going?
1: I'm doing great I'm uh, happy to be back on the Big MX Radio show And catching up with my good friend Brad Gephardt
0: there we go. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you always making time for you, my friend. Uh, multiple times a year we have you on the show because you're not only just a great interview uh, and a great talent, but uh, um, just a good, a good guy to have on the show. Good, Always good insight and uh, a lot of positivity coming out your way, and especially in these trying times. It's good to have somebody on that's uh, uh, like uh, often is able to see the uh, uh, the lighter side, the brighter side, and uh, there's a lot of things to smile about when you happen to uh, to, to win the race. Um, not only over your closest competitor and Chase Sexton, but I think the next guy was about 45, 50 seconds behind you guys. So um, that was a beatdown. You, you you really uh, laid the wood this weekend. Yeah,
1: honestly, it uh, I didn't really know. I, I knew Chase was close, but beyond that, there was I did I didn't know Marshbanks was in third, and he was quite a ways back. And then Martin mm-hmm. was in fourth, and he was uh, a long ways back. So it uh, I didn't really know that until I looked at the results later on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't believe that. Like I didn't, I didn't know that Pierce had went down. I didn't know that Pierce was in fifth. Um, honestly there were a lot of lappers in general and
0: yeah with uh
1: half more
0: three quarters of the class you guys got
1: yeah with that and the wind and the dust it it was really hard to kind of tell who was who out there and so it uh yeah i mean chase and myself would catch catch lappers fairly often and a, a pack of them at that so it uh i mean i felt solid all day i felt like i i had a good race and that was uh exactly what we've been working on and so i'm uh i'm excited to be here i'm excited to get back uh to finishing out our series because it was uh like you said it's been a long break and we've been itching to ride we we've really been ready since daytona and it's it's finally time that we got back out there and it, it's exciting that uh everybody was able to, to come together to, to make this happen with uh, some stipulations to it but we're uh, we're here man
0: absolutely now uh, like it really speaks volumes to your level of uh, humility and humbleness and the fact that you just a minute ago you mentioned you, you feel like you had a good race a good race day in general um, I'm not too sure if you've taken into fully inventory the fact that you basically had the perfect day on a 250F you qualified first, uh, you you, uh, you qualified for fastest out of your heat race, qualified uh, P1 uh, out of the heat races, won your heat race, got the whole shot, started first uh, after the first lap, led 22 straight laps, and finished first place. Um, do you see much room for improvement other than maybe putting a few more seconds on Chase by the end of that thing?
1: Um yeah i mean there's there's always room for improvement there's uh just some of the passes I had to make on lappers there's really a lot of things that uh that I can take away from it that kind of need to i need to improve on and and some of it's not not necessarily all in the race i mean even even in practice there's things I need to do better that will help me come race time so it uh i mean it's always a learning learning experience always growing and um yeah it, it was a, a good first race here in utah and i think we we do have room to grow and momentum to uh to pick up on and i'm excited for where we're at because we've been able to use this time for the last three months to really really fix our mistakes that we kind of encountered the first few rounds i mean it was it was a uh, really we kind of got thrown in like yeah i I raced east coast and i had some months on the bike right before going racing but we learned so much about the bike well mainly me the the team they they have the bike down to a t but for me it's like it was quite a bit different going racing uh on the weekends than at, at the practice track mainly because like the tracks kept getting Softer and softer, and like Tampa started out pretty hard, then we went to Arlington and it was a little loose, but a little soft at the same time, but then come Atlanta that was the big kind of abruption of like okay, we need to make a bike change, and yeah. the team really they had kind of they had kind of asked me about it before Atlanta, but I was like, oh, I mean it's pretty good, and we even at Atlanta we tried. We tried some stuff that actually worked pretty good. And, uh, but then we went back for like the, the main just because I knew, I knew the bike well how it was going to do. And so that was kind of a mistake on my part. But then for Daytona, I really, we made some big bike changes before Daytona and that was really, that was really my best race. Uh, I feel like it just, the results with a fifth didn't show that. Because I fell twice in the main, so right because you it, got into uh, it, it was with a, a little Smith,
0: I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit of a bummer, but it was honestly a really good ride, and I was uh, I was not happy with fifth, but I was happy with my riding and coming into um, Indy. We actually flew to Indy, Joy and I did, right. and we landed in Indy. We got on a flight and went straight back to San Diego right as soon as we landed. So I was a little little bummed about that because I was pretty fired up and, and ready to race but it uh now I've had three months to spend on my bike that really worked well at Daytona and we really made some good changes and and that's really what I've been on. We we barely made any changes yesterday or uh, Sunday whenever the race was and yep. honestly I was very very happy with it and um, I feel I feel very good physically also so it's uh, things are just clicking right along it's good to get back in the races and the race situation just to uh, get more experience get more time because the first four races it was like it was a good start to the season but we really had to learn a lot as well as trying to to be the best guy for the championship and so that was really hard to kind of take on but now it's like we've had another off season to really prepare for this and uh, I'm seven points down now which is not very much but I don't want to be in second but we're in a good position to move forward now and and to keep making progress.
0: Absolutely. And for those who, like, they, they watch closely, uh, they pay attention, but most wouldn't uh, have kind of slipped under the radar is the fact that you've raced West Coast every single uh, round or every single season up till now. Uh, you've never been a, an East Coast guy as far as I know. Um, and, uh, like, it's a huge change. Like, a, a place like Atlanta where it's an enclosed uh, stadium, there's a lot of moisture in the soil, it's very spongy, it's it's completely different than anything you've ridden uh, out out there. Uh, west, And then on top of that, you don't have a... uh, Up until now, you haven't had a teammate on race day to sort of bounce some ideas off of or or sort of help the team go a certain direction with the motorcycle. And of course, you're also your first first full season on the Yamaha. So uh, a bit of a compound problem with that, but you were able to have some good results. I feel like in Atlanta... You're a bit held back by just not being able to push the motorcycle. If 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 I'm sort of it's just like I was there in person, I can sort of see that. I think maybe you could agree with that or not. And then um, obviously with the brake, more time on the motorcycle indoors or out, actually, like basically like in that same cockpit, understanding like what the bike does when it hits a bump, whether it's a square edge bump or a round bump, like you just get used to your motorcycle, no different than how you did for the number of years on your on uh, uh, the KTM. Um, now yourself, you've, you're, you've like, I've referred to you as basically a man in the class uh, for the last couple of years, um, fully capable, tons of speed. and then on top of the fact that uh, we're a little bit more out towards the the west side of things, um, which is sort a little bit more your forte. Uh, it, it kind of seems like things are sorting start to roll your way, probably not the position you wanted to be in with the, the rolling in the last few rounds. Down 10 points, but like you said, now I'm only down by seven, and uh, and feeling confident, having a little bit of momentum. And uh, oh, by the way, we're gonna re-rack you guys and uh, have you race tomorrow night.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, honestly it. It's really encouraging because, really, for me and my situation and my career, it's like I don't really have anything to lose. I mean, this is really kind of coming down to the wire. Uh, in my 250 career and it's like we just we have to finish this, this thing out strong and um, honestly that's been uh, my wife and I's prayers is God we don't know what the future holds but we know that you hold the future and we just we pray for strength to just do our best and to, to let go of things that are, are beyond our control and that's uh that's really been our focus is to to focus on what is uh, what is present in our lives right now and taking things one step at a time and it, it's really easier said than done but it's like man we, we work so hard and we I believe that I can win and I think it's it's really possible and it's something that we're really working towards but to focus right now on winning the championship that's that's getting a little too far ahead. It's like I got to focus right now on tomorrow night, like one race at a time. And um, that's uh, that's been our prayer. That's been our focus. And that's what
0: what we're working on. Well, there you go. And and, and certainly putting yourself in a good position with uh, a basically a perfect day. This last Sunday rolling into tomorrow's St. Louis or St. St. Louis, St. Louis, Salt Lake 2. <laughs> Um it's uh it, it certainly seems like you're 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 going to have an opportunity to uh, continue to better yourself down this championship run and let the chips fall where they may. Um as far as your preparation for this uh how far out from the, like obviously we got the full word about 3 weeks prior to uh, to gate drop um, that things were gonna, gonna happen, uh, but like, what was the training like for you? Uh, how has the altitude been for you as far as, uh, feeling that on race day, off race day? How's the body feeling today? And, uh, like, uh, are there any sort of, are you having, are you making any fitness sort of regiment restrictions on yourself to sort of not make yourself blow up, uh, but also still stay limber. Like, like it's, this is a completely different schedule, uh, on a lot of different ways for you guys. Um, and and yeah, like, so so are are there any things that are sort of weighing on you as far as the, uh, um, like the travel concerns, the, the, the altitude, uh, any of that stuff, uh, like affecting you whatsoever? I get like when when you're winning races, things aren't so bad, but like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: no, I think it's uh, honestly. I think that's kind of where everybody is kind of feeling things out a little bit. Is because like we race Sunday and then we race Wednesday again, and that's that's actually like pretty close yeah. compared to like even the Wednesday and then the Sunday. So we're gonna have an extra day uh, after this race, but it's uh yeah, it, it's been one of those things like not not ever being in altitude and then coming up here and having to race like pretty close together where I mean we've been training really since Daytona. So it's not like we're trying to get better physically. We're just trying to maintain. And what that looks like right now is, I mean making sure we're 100% recovered for tomorrow night. It's not oh, we're, we're trying to get in our training, we're trying to maintain this level it's like in such a short span between Sunday and Wednesday it's mainly all about recovery like that's kind of the biggest thing I mean it, it may be different for the next half of the week uh, when we have that one extra day I'm not sure what our plan is for that but it uh yeah honestly I think we're all kind of in the same boat of making sure we're recovered because the altitude we're not used to that which for me it hasn't been a problem at all like i, I feel really good actually mm-hmm. um but the biggest part is the time frame of like sunday to wednesday and also like any sort of training we do up here at altitude puts a bigger load on your body so it's like even our recovery stuff we gotta really pay attention to what we're doing and how much we're doing because the sole focus is recovery right now
0: yeah fair enough absolutely you need to uh, put yourself in a good position to be successful uh as these days continue to add up like uh, it's gonna be like after the after sunday like you guys are gonna be wiped basically uh three races in the span of seven days um and, and this weekend like i don't know you like, maybe you can you can uh disagree or not but like daytime supercrosses are just weird in general like it's a weird feel the like the fit like the main event starts, the sun is still high in the sky. I think it was the hottest part of the day when you guys were racing your main event. Um, the track Mm -hmm. seemed really dry and marbly. Uh, no fans in the stands is a completely other scenario, but, like, did it seem weird? Like, could you hear, like, the, uh, the the flaggers, like, talking about you when you fly by and stuff like that? Like, what was the, like, that must have been a really weird kind of, almost an eerie feeling. It it was definitely weird. Really, when the only time you could notice it was when you were
1: sitting on the starting line, like before any of the bikes were starting because there, there was no sound. I think, I think before the mains, they actually started playing a little bit of music, but, uh, like earlier in the day, there was like no sound. So it was really, it was really weird in that aspect. But once we were out on the track, normally we don't hear the fans, anyway unless like there's a battle going on like you can hear the fans cheering when something's happening but when you're just out there like racing you don't really hear them and so that was that was honestly kind of the situation it just once we're out there it was just as if it was a a non-action-packed race and the fans just weren't cheering but it um yeah I, i didn't
0: I didn't really think too much of it w- once I was out there. Well, for a guy who led the thing wire to wire, you actually made it pretty boring for the fans at home. Although, I think that's how you'd prefer it. Um, but, uh, like, the the track itself, I don't know what the, the plan is for uh, track layout from this coming up weekend. I happen to notice that the finish line is basically built where it was sort of a dragon's back, to the finish line and then backwards, so it basically they shaped it so you could jump it either way. Eventually, like I assume it's going to be going the other way this next weekend or maybe Sunday they do that that way. Um, like, like how, how 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 used used to it are you? Basically, like uh, flipping the the track layout with basically similar obstacles and stuff like that, and also that triple triple in the one rhythm section uh, looked tough to do. Like you almost had to like send it long. Uh, on the second one, just so that you'll be able to do it. it. It was actually pretty tough, and yeah, that big. was that was kind of the
1: thing. Was like the track, the track itself was really just kind of a a basic layout, which is honestly kind of how you have to build them up here at altitude, because mm-hmm. with the bikes lower in power, um, I mean there there were a lot of complaints about the track saying it was too basic and. And it, it was a lot shorter than normal, but I think that it, it honestly went really well, all things considered. I mean, we're all struggling with uh, our bikes being underpowered. And, I mean, for the factory guys, like on 250s, like we we have good setups, but we still struggle with some of the rhythms. Well, to think about the privateers and the uh, the lower satellite teams, it's like dude, their, their equipment just isn't capable of doing some of the stuff. And so track-wise, it's like people are like, oh, it's a simple track. It's like, yeah, it is it is simple, but you put the altitude with it, and it's like it's hard to make the jumps. But they have to be – they were pretty forgiving for the most part, which was good because there were a lot of jumps that we were clipping all day just because we weren't getting distance, we weren't getting height, and that's kind of what made it tough even though it was, a, it was a pretty simple track design but I think that's kind of right in line with racing at altitude you can't expect to have a full blown track built to spec because the people are going to get hurt on it and, or it's just going to be boring because nobody can jump anything so it, uh, I, I think it's, it's right on par with with how it should be, um, here at altitude and still being able to jump the jumps fairly normal, but it was, it was definitely a tough track yesterday too. Once it got rutted and the turns started falling down a little bit and we're just pretty loose and, um, it was, it was definitely a technical track also with it being dry and and the wind, like you would, you would catch gusts of wind every now and then on some of the big jumps and it, it just really makes it uneasy in the air you're like oh my goodness you feel like your front end's going to like just fall right out from under you so it yep. uh it was it was a tough scenario really the the heat race for sure and the main but um practice it was more of like the wind was kind of up and down it wasn't so steady so it was a little better then but later in the day that it was honestly good for what the conditions were
0: uh, absolutely it's uh, the, you guys are battling the elements as well as the track now um like a lot of you guys, you're, you're creatures of habit. You like to have your, your routines on race day. Uh, was there anything COVID-related that sort of impeded your ability to have a sense of normalcy on race day? Uh, or the I guess maybe this race day was probably uh, more laid back than most because of no autograph line, uh, no, no track walk, uh, probably lots of time sort of for a little bit of R&R back at the truck. Um, so, but, like, what are some of the things that, that really, like, that you need on race day to help you feel most comfortable, most uh, sort of ready to race uh, and be at your best? I know some guys are more sensitive than others. I'm sure you've had teammates that are super, like, very superstitious. Maybe you are. I don't know. You can get, get into that a little bit. Yeah.
1: No, honestly, it, it was pretty laid back yesterday.
0: Um,
1: the biggest – or not yesterday, but Sunday. Uh, yeah. Really, the biggest. the biggest thing – uh is like we're we have to wear a mask anytime we're out I uh, I think outside of our semi, but really we're supposed to have a mask on all the time in the perimeter, but Fair um enough. if not a mask, then our helmet. And so the mask is pretty hard to breathe in mm-hmm. but wearing the helmet is pretty hot and that was the biggest thing. On Sunday was like dude it, it was a hot day it was like it was like 90 and not to mention on supercross so it was like you can't just walk to the line or ride to the line without a helmet on like you either had to have a helmet or a mask on so that was really the the weird part and also like we uh the riders had to we had to lock our whole shot button and then push our bike to the gate and clean our gate off
0: and uh you guys were slumming have it. You haven't had to do bike. that since yep. amateurs. Yeah. You probably didn't have to do that in amateurs even.
1: Yeah, so it I mean, and then we're we're sitting out in the the beaten sun trying to prep our gates and so it was like you really start sweating before you even start riding. So it's like trying to get that done and then cool off and calm down um, and then get ready to race and so it, it was it was definitely different and weird but it's like like you said we're creatures of adaptability and we're we're up there it's like okay this is what we got to do let's let's do it and let's start racing so it's uh i mean we're really that's what we have to do we have to adapt to things we have like it's it doesn't always go to plan and so um you gotta you gotta do the next
0: best thing so over the years, you—you've been on. Uh, you were on TLD for all the way back into the Honda days. Switched brands, and now you're on Yamaha. Uh, so your third brand is a pro. You've had a lot of different teammates, and also a lot of teammates have been uh, had you as their teammate. Um, who has had like the weirdest? Pre race rituals, or just like finicky about stuff, or what are some, what are some? Is there anything that you do on a regular basis? Like, is there like sort of like a lucky this or a lucky that that you just have to do pre race? Like, or do you have any teammates that had weirdo stuff like that?
1: Um, honestly, not really, not that I know of. Anyways, mm-hmm. I mean, if if there were people that had stuff, like I'd never really noticed much of anything uh consistently anyways um, for me i mean i'm not i'm not really uh superstitious i'm not i don't like to be ritualistic because i i think that it's really different every time um, so it's uh for me i mean the one thing i do consistently is is just pray and try to calm myself down and and just really clear my mind of everything outside of the track and and the race that's right before me so it's uh not really anything superstitious or ritualistic but it's uh yeah I just I feel like that's kind of uh something that's necessary and and needs to be done and so I'm not sure if anybody else does things like that or has certain I know there's people that do things but I I'm not really sure that I've
0: notice anything like that fair enough. Well, so uh like moving forward to the last bit in the next 3 weeks here, uh I understand that you're staying in an Airbnb with the rest of the star racing team. You've got your lovely wife with you, which is a huge bonus to your program just for your your own mental clarity and just having that that rock that you can have with you, which was which is awesome. Um do you have any other other plans? To so obviously you probably do some riding uh when your series takes a bit of a break, uh but also just to take in the great state of Utah because it's uh it's very picturesque as I come to find out.
1: Yes, you are very correct. It's very nice here. It's very clean. It's very clear. Like, the air is just, like, you can see anywhere you look, really. There's no no pollution. It's just really refreshing, um, honestly. But, yeah, we uh, we've been doing some mountain biking a little bit, and we really plan on getting to be able to do that more after – uh, this Sunday's race. When we do get a little bit a little bit of a break, but um, also we want to we want to go sightseeing a little bit within reason of uh, like kind of right around here, Park Cities, uh, not too far away, and some of the other ski resorts. So it's like we just we're surrounded by big mountains, but we can only see them from a distance right now. So it's a uh, it's something that we're looking forward to um, because. We want to go do stuff like that. Goes even go look around at some of the houses that are here. Like they're, they're massive. They're, it seems like they're all custom built, but everyone has like its own unique design. And so it's, a uh, it's really, like I said, refreshing to just to be up here because you feel, you feel kind of out of touch a little bit. I mean, we're, we are staying like 30 minutes south of the stadium. So we're, we're not really near downtown at all so it's I mean which would be cool to be able to go down there a lot but it's uh I mean we've been there before and really staying where we're staying is is super peaceful and uh just refreshing so I'm I'm really excited with how it worked out because uh coming into we we knew like the the team asked us would do you want to stay in this place with us um, we've seen pictures of it online And it's like, okay, well that, it looks good So then when we get here It's kind of exceeded our expectations uh, That's even quite better a bit.
0: So we're, we're excited about it, yeah Awesome, man Well, uh, I'll let you get back to enjoying uh, A couple of days off Before getting right back in the saddle And, and trying, trying to knock down uh, A couple more wins before the series is out uh, Shane McElrath here on the Big MX Radio podcast he's a repeat offender and one of our favorite interviews uh, throughout the years and uh, certainly going to keep, uh, keep tabs on you as the clock tick ta- ticks down on the third period of this series uh, congratulations on the win uh, I know you've got a ton of great sponsors and a ton of awesome people in your corner uh, I'll give you an opportunity now to give those guys some love uh, anybody you want to give a shout out to or uh, any sort of uh, message of wellness that you want to pass on to uh, the Big MX Radio faithful
1: yeah I uh, I want to start by saying that uh God is really the source of of who we are and and what we we strive for and our peace and our strength and uh, man his love is is really abundant and overflowing uh to us in our lives and that's that's really what we want to um share as a, a married couple as husband and wife and as individuals too and so we're we're super grateful and thankful and it's uh yeah I mean the the team as well has uh, we feel like it's like worked out perfect timing and just where we are in in our spiritual walk I mean the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team has really done more than we imagined that they would do but they're really competitive and they want to win and um it's uh it's really encouraging and exciting to be a part of because of the way that the team operates. And I'm a mechanic, Matt, i trainer, Gareth Swanapool And yeah, I'm, uh, I have, I feel like the best group of guys around me that,
0: uh, I need. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely, my friend. Well, I appreciate you always bringing the, the good word to the podcast. There's also some a ton of positivity and uh, just always a great interview. really appreciate the time. Uh, like I said, I'll let you get back to it. Um, and I uh, appreciate you uh, um, just, um, just, just always making yourself available to us. So um, appreciate the time. Do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.